Jaime Black on the morning of day one of Lake Effect Summit and Expo 2015 here for Dynasty Podcasts and Chicago Made. I'm here with Kevin Koval. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, man. It's a bustling conference. Excited to be here this morning. It's pretty jumping here at like even just 10 a.m. Like there's a lot of electricity in the air. On and popping. <laughs> well, awesome, man. Um, we are here checking in with you before um, about 30 minutes from now. You're going to be on a panel. It's called Making Moves. I want to read the description of this really quickly from the website. This Lake Effects Makers panel featuring some of the city's most dynamic thought leaders focuses on how the creative economy is using new models to disrupt old business. So for anybody who's listening to this later on, who wasn't able to attend, I know it hasn't happened yet, but kind of what are your thoughts that you're bringing into this panel? Well, I think that the thing that I'll be talking about is how uh, culture really kind of should be at the center of civic conversation. And in some ways, I think culture can be used to do new urban planning. And one of the things that we've been trying to do uh, actively is use the tool of breakbeat poetics, hip-hop poetics, to have young people traverse the city in a new way. Uh, certainly, this city has been planned around old ideas of segregation. And, and the thing that we're finding is that the city is going to be a lot fresher, the cultural space is going to be a lot fresher if really you kind of base it off of the models that I was reared in, which is kind of like the house music scene and the hip-hop music scene. And, and in those spaces, it was these, you know, radically diverse, radically integrated spaces where, uh, you know, the cultural space really looked like the city itself, as opposed to remain uh, segregated in the neighborhoods that the urban planners of old, I think, imagined, but we are on something, uh, you know, completely fresher. Do you feel like the current generation that's that's coming up right now and that you know, is, is active in all of your endeavors, you know, young Chicago authors, uh, louder than a bomb. Does it feel like to them diversity is just a given? It's not something that they have to strive towards or? Well, I feel like I feel like the desire is certainly there. And, and I think depending on where you are in the city and what kind of young person you are, are engaging with, I think, yeah, I think it is a given. And I think the the um, the public the public spaces that young people are operating in and creating really themselves too are, you know, they, they transcend the traditional, uh, you know, modes of, of segregated space that, that is really an old idea maybe of their parents or even grandparents at this point. Um, I also think like young people just stay a lot hipper and fresher and the culture of young people, you know, is really the culture that ultimately changes uh, dominant culture. It just takes dominant culture a little while. They get that late pass a lot of times. And so I think that, uh, you know, th th that this is something certainly that I think the city is maybe slowly, slowly starting to realize institutional space in the city slowly starting to realize but you know I think that we are also at the forefront of it and I think that you know we're in the moment of this great cultural shift uh, that is really exciting it's exciting to be a part of, of such a dynamic crew of, of young culture makers I mean I, I feel that too I really do feel like especially like the younger generation we are on the verge of something in Chicago it feels like there's so much culture here in hip-hop and film and in, in theater like I mean across so many different kind of concentrations it just feels like we're on this on the beginning of a sea change so i think it's interesting that you bring that up uh something that you have happening right now you just had a new anthology that you edited it's called the breakbeat poets new american poetry in the age of hip-hop that was just released earlier this month so a lot of people maybe they haven't gotten to catch it yet uh because i think it's only been about maybe 10 days or so since it's been out 
as of us talking. Uh, so bring us into the spirit of this collection for anyone who hasn't gotten to check it out yet. Yeah, man, we're really excited. Uh, this is the first anthology by and for the hip-hop generation. It's 78 poets from all over the country who uh, are born in 1961 to 1999. So the oldest poet in the book is grown, and the youngest poet is just 15. And it represents these kind of four generations of writers and poets who have been exploring and wrestling with the aesthetics of hip-hop culture and how that practice looks uh, on the page. And so we're really excited. We've gotten great responses so far, um, really good looks from uh, national, international media sites, and, and we're planning a Breakbeat Poets tour now. And so, uh, you know, like last night, for instance, we were at the Poetry Foundation, and this is like along the converse, along the lines of what we were talking about, is that... You know, traditionally, the Poetry Foundation and Poetry Magazine would not fuck with us. And we knew that, and I think they knew that, but there's a shift. There's a shift happening, and now the April issue of Poetry Magazine is dedicated to the Breakbeat Poets. So we have all these folks up in there for the first time. Last night, we, we, we had to turn people away from the Poetry Foundation. We broke fire code, and, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting because I think... Finally, people are starting to see themselves on stage. Their stories are starting to be represented, heard, affirmed in these, you know, kind of dominant white-ass institutions, but that they are beginning to shift because they know they need to survive in order to do so. Um, and maybe they are coming up off, you know, years and years of institutional racism slowly, reluctantly, but, you know, we can collectively push them, change them, you know, to make them better, fresher. Well, you know, you talk about the event last night, and I saw on your Twitter that it did exceed the um, the fire capacity, the fire code, which is awesome. I mean, awesome in the in the fact that it was safe. If it had turned out differently, it would have been like that was yeah. not awesome. Yeah. Um, but you know, to me, that says that there's so many people that are looking to be a part of this conversation, that are trying to be or are a part of this conversation. And you know, louder than a bomb and young Chicago authors, they've been around a while. Why do you think now? You know, at this point in time in Chicago, more people than ever, it looks like, are are looking to enter into that conversation. Well, I think it's I think it's a conversation that's real, and I think at the, at the heart of it is a truth telling that people desire, um, and I think that 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 uh, that is a necessity across generation, across race, across socioeconomic status. I think that. I think that all of us have a desire to be seen and heard in the public sphere. And so I think part of the work that Not Than a Bomb does, certainly part of the work that hip-hop culture is trying to do, is articulate a spectrum of human experience and bring that experience into the public domain to really kind of imagine a new kind of radical democratic practice. And I think that, that it's like you see yourself, you see yourself in it. You know, and, and people get amped when they see themselves uh, or, or, you know, hear themselves represented in these public spheres. And so I think that, you know, in some ways we're just we're at a we're at a we're at a culture shift. We're at maybe a tipping point, but also the work doesn't stop, can't stop. You know, there's still, uh, you know, uh, you know, black bodies being murdered by police. And so until that is different, until we begin to also shift the culture of the prison industrial complex and the culture of education writ large, then, you know, we, we our work is is endless well you know i mean talking about louder than a bomb it's been going on now for i think 14 years now if i'm if i'm correct in that and and you founded that 14 years ago co-founded how is your approach to that that conversation that event that dialogue that community how has that changed in almost a decade and a half well uh, so it was our 15th year this year and we're 
the, the conversation is growing. Uh, I think that we, when we, when we started it, and you know, I started it with a collective of poets and educators and teaching artists and incredibly dedicated, disciplined uh, classroom teachers, and and uh, you know, I co-founded it with on, uh, Anna West, uh, who's an educator and a poet in in Louisiana now, and. Um, you know, I think that the conversation was one for us to bring together young people who are doing this work around the city, and I think that we remain Chicago-centered, but since the documentary film uh, premiered in 2010, we've also been creating a plan for rest of the country and rest of the world. So now we, all have, we have Louder Than a Bombs in, you know, as many as 15 other cities this year as well. And I think the strategy and the way that we organize and educate in Chicago is really a blueprint and a model for rest of the country. Um, and so that's been really interesting to think about how we get down in Chicago and what that process and project can look like for other cities. Uh, and in Chicago, you know, we remain dedicated to having every school in the Chicagoland area participate in a lot of the bomb. I mean, we started with a handful of teams in the basement of the Chopin Theater, and this year we had 130 teams and I had 3,800 people at the Erie Crown Theater. So, so slight upgrade. Yeah, well, it's, it's growing, it's moving, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and it's moving for the reasons that we're talking about. Yeah, know? no, it's amazing. It's amazing, man. Um, so I know that you've got to get to a panel. We're just going to do one or two other quick questions, if it's cool. Yeah. Um, so I know that... Uh, at a recent Louder Than a Bomb, you had Chance the Rapper, and to me, he's someone who falls under this category, you know, as a new culture leader in Chicago. Who else do you see as the new culture leaders in the city? Because I think Chance is obviously such an obvious and, and great example, but who else is on your radar? Well, you know, I think it's I think it's a generation that Chance also came up with, and so I think his peers and his homies are, uh, you know, one of the communities in which we'll begin to shape the the future and the direction of the city and so uh you know some of his um colleagues uh malcolm london and no name gypsy and uh some of the folks that that they work with uh you know malcolm is a um you know a young leader and activist and poet uh you know in the city who i think is really shaping the direction and, and the conversation that the city is having at large he's he's one of the uh national directors of the black youth project and that organization which started in chicago kathy Cohn and the university of chicago uh, their center for race and politics started the black youth project and and i think that that community of young uh you know black leaders is going to you know, shape and change the way we do business at a city level, uh, at a national level. Um, and I think that there are just so many people around them. Um, and, and we see it all the time. Uh, we're really privileged at, at Young Chicago Authors at Louder Than a Bomb to see, you know, each year a new generation of, of not only artists, but, but you know, thought leaders uh, who I think will have a permanent impact on how the city gets down. And I'm so excited about um, where we will go as a city because of what you see the young people creating, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. Final question. Um, you know, when we look at Chicago's young creative class, you know, uh, what do you see as their struggles? Because to me, it's like there's certain struggles like every adolescent generation goes through that's just kind of part of it, being a teenager and growing up. But what do you think of the specific kind of obstacles or struggles that this creative class in Chicago is specifically facing that's unique to them? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's still, you know, in some ways, this is also an old conversation. We have to imagine different ways at uh, access, at resources, at opening institutional space. And so in Chicago, we still are 
you know, we, we were mired in the same, um, the same difficulties of, of, of my generation, of a generation before me. And so really what, what that means is that um, we need to find alternative sources of funding. We need to be rooted in communities and maybe also rely on those communities more to support the, the work of culture and demand that culture and the arts are also central, not only when we're kind of you know, uh, you know, dressing up for some sort of pageant or conference or panel, but that they also have to be at the center of the conversation when we when it comes down to funding, when it comes down to budget, when it, when when we allocate space for artists in the city. You know, we need to do so very broadly, not just some artists, not just some art forms, but you know, very broadly, who is at the table and who gets the resources. And so I think you know, I think that that will also begin to change. Um, I think that hip hop uh, remains. Uh, you know, fresh when it comes to its entrepreneurial spirit and, you know, thinks about alternative streams and sources of funding. And I think, I think young people will continue to innovate, but I think as, uh, an, you know, an elder crew and as people who also <clears throat> have access to space or purse strings, uh, we need to be, you know, cognizant of that and really, um, you know, bring youth voice into the conversation always and also begin to allot and, 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 and create these, uh, you know, alternative spaces for young people to to do their thing. I think one of the things that um, you know Chance is really interested in is this new Bohemia, and and I think you I see know. this time and again when young people have the space uh, to create, to be themselves, to be in conversation, communication with each other. You know, inevitably, incredibly brilliant, important things happen that shift culture, and I think we're in the midst of that in the city. You know, I, I want to shout out too. Just when we're talking about young leaders, uh, you know, Nate Marshall is my co-editor um, in in the Breakbeat book, and, and Nate's finishing his uh, MFA program at the University of Michigan. And I think as a young person is uh, in in some ways as Chance is a rising star in the popular hip hop underground hip hop world. Nate is you know, his star is on a similar rise in that very traditional poetry community. Um, Jamila Woods, who is uh, in Sunday Candy with Chance, the, the singer and the star it's of that brilliant, video. Brilliant, gorgeous record, right? Beautiful. And, and video. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's beautiful. And, and Jamila is the Associate Artistic Director of Young Chicago Authors and an incredibly fine poet herself. And there's just, you know, and behind them, there's generations coming. And and I think I think we just, you know, as as cultural institutions seek to save themselves we need to create space always for not only the next generation but also other kinds of aesthetics and art forms and and um you know in some ways it's it's like folks will do that or their institution will perish yeah man i i couldn't have said it any better myself not even remotely um kevin koval young chicago authors louder than a bomb there's so much we could talk about man i would i hope we get to do this again at some point down the line i know you got to get to your panel thank you so much for checking in here on the first day of Lake Effects, man. Uh, have a great panel, and keep up the good work. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thanks so much for the conversation. Appreciate you. Yep. Yeah.